first scene of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. During that Hi, block of wood. Hi, is going to slowly oh, yeah. unbutton <laughs> his little shirt. <laughs> oh no, it ripped. <laughs> Dude, those uh, steel drums. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Your Father's Favorite Movies Podcast, where we take movies from our father's generation that they may have loved during their prime, and we give a modern perspective from our generation on whether or not it still holds up. I'm Derek. I'm Kai. I'm Bryn. I'm Dakota. And I'm Chase. This week's movie is an absolutely outrageous movie, deserving of all the beers that were just dropped because we drank so many watching it, because... I cannot believe that my parents actually allowed me to watch this movie when I was a kid. Commando by Arnold Schwarzenegger, or with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, it is absolutely, like, th- one of the most outrageous action movies of the 80s. Like, in, in, uh, countless one-liners, countless deaths. Um, to give you guys an idea of what the movie is about, uh, I'll give you the quick synopsis. Retired Special Forces Colonel John Matrix lives in isolation with his daughter Jenny. Jenny is kidnapped by Latin dictator Arius, who wants Matrix to assassinate the president of Valverde and restore him to power. Instead, Matrix sets out to take down Arius, the dictator, and rescue his daughter. So is his daughter? Because you felt like they were dating in the beginning. I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like... Dude, it's a little inappropriate to dude, cast a minor as, as dude, Schwarzenegger's the, wife. Dude, the opening scene of this movie is like literally an SNL skit. It's <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. They're like feeding the deer. Uh, yeah. And he's like, he's yeah. carrying a giant log, like a 400-pound log. Yeah. It, she like it, smashes it, ice cream in his face. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like they're on a date. It's yeah. like because they don't have like a, a father-daughter yeah. chemistry. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then he even kisses her on the mouth once. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I, I could tell it was a daughter right away. <laughs> it felt very father-daughter chemistry to me. I'm kind of on Chase's point. I, I didn't. I never saw that like point of view on it. Yeah, which is interesting. But yeah, it. But it was a fun like. It was very funny to watch because it was like so like not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like you could tell it was very right. forced. It was like yeah, forced, yeah. forced like sensitivity and yeah, forced, like, yeah. Like yeah. they just they just threw Arnold Schwarzenegger into this role that was clearly not for him. Like that specific part of the movie. Like to be yeah. like that nurturing father figure. It was I mean, it was abrupt from anything he'd done before. He was just coming off of Terminator and Conan right off of this. They were both came out the year before. So he's a hot box office actor, but he's never played, you know, a father, like someone who's like a human <laughs> being that wears clothes. Yeah. Um the what I like about this movie too is that like it's very fast paced. They they lay down what the movie's about in the first like five minutes. You know, like they're not trying to waste time on like this is gonna be a movie about a good plot. They're like, no. <laughs> this is like a hardcore Arnold Schwarzenegger blow em up film. Let's get to the point. And yeah. the, you know, they start off like the first five minutes, five people are dead. And there's like, like five one liners. And and already five one liners within the first five minutes. Yeah, the first honestly like it might not be the first line, but one of the first lines is when I, I thought you were gonna miss me. Yeah, I thought you were gonna miss me. I won't. And Don't worry. Blast them. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, and and it's violent too. Like they, there's blood spraying everywhere. Like these guys are like doing the whole, what are they? I don't know, yeah. rag doll. You know, getting shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just does like two minutes of setup with like, oh, he's like a normal person that has relationships, right? And then like, <laughs> then after that, it's just like. He's just going to kill people for that the movie. Yeah. It's kind of funny, too, because uh, when he's getting enlisted back into the action by his old boss, uh, he's like, 
we just want to live a normal life. <laughs> and it's like, was that normal? Like feeding a deer, yeah. like yeah. smashing yeah, like, ice cream in your face. Like, yeah. like what their idea of a normal so life funny. is. <laughs> and then he's like, we just want to live a normal life. And then after they get attacked, they're like, let me just go to my shed full of guns. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, when they, when they, uh, the guy comes back and he's like, yeah, someone's been hunting you and they've already killed all your men. Did you guys notice how little like, grief that Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. had for the, the guys he's been training with. It's like, yeah, they've already gotten like this guy, this guy, this guy. He's like, who did it? And then he just moves on after that. But God. yeah, he was, what do you guys think of his acting in this, this movie? Oscar worthy? For sure. <laughs> uh, it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I believed his character. So like, I felt like he, he did a good job of playing John Matrix, a ridiculous you know, bl- take it over the top, blow him up character. So like, mm-hmm. I in a, that sense, I thought he did a good job, like playing that's, his character. It, yeah. I've seen, I've seen him the much worse in movies. I've seen yeah. him, that's, I've that's seen my, him do much worse. That's my yeah. favorite part about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his success. Like, he's not a good actor, right? <laughs> but he has like he has this charisma and this like ability to like have yeah, you hunk. fall in love with his character. That like for some reason, like you just look past his bad acting because like. There's plenty of movies where I'll see bad acting and it just takes me out of it. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, for some reason, his bad acting doesn't bother me at all and actually gets me more invested into his character. Yeah, he's funny to watch. You, you know, it's like you li- you yeah. listen to his lines, you li- like you're <laughs> yeah. laughing the whole movie. Yeah, you know, it's like it's, it's funny. Well, it, well and, yeah. he, and he is committed to his character and he's committed to his lines. You know, so it's not bad acting in that sense. I disagree. I don't. He gave a number of lines where he's like, "No, they're going. They're going to kill her." <laughs> and then she's like, and then she, well, first she's like, no, and then he has to make some passionate statements like, no, you don't understand, they're gonna kill her, and she's like, okay, but it's like the level of passion that you need to deliver those lines to give a convincing performance just didn't feel like he was capable of doing that. Yeah, like like on the plane when he like kills the guy and he's like trying to like like express to the to the stewardess, don't bother like, my friend, he's <laughs> yeah, dead tired. Yeah, he's, he's dead like, tired. He's dead tired. <laughs> like it's so like deadpan and not like any emotion at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like. In that first 15 minutes of the movie leading up to that part, because that's about the transition right there, like the movie, what the movie is about has been set and Arnold has been sent on the journey by the dictator. That part where he like breaks the neck on uh, the plane is the turning point to the next chapter where now the, t- the clock is ticking. He sets the alarm on his clock. He's got 11 hours to get to his daughter before they find out. And at this point, he's killed 14 people. Wait no, uh, no 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 he's killed six people the uh, the guy on the plane where he broke his neck is number six okay and then when he starts to escape through LAX all of a sudden like let's see uh, it's another eight people get killed the cops get shot um, not but surprisingly we were talking about like, how many did Arnold Schwarzenegger kill he did not yeah, kill I the did cops Soli accidentally shot a cop at the mall and then the partner of Soli also shot two more cops at the mall. Yeah, and then um, let's see who else got shot. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I feel like fourteen is a lot. Uh, I'm, okay, sorry. No, it's it's four people in the in LAX, and then after he gets to the point where he finally catches up with Soli, and has um, uh, he's killed the Green Beret and the anonymous uh, anonymous anonymous henchman before he gets on the plane. Then it's up to fourteen. So like it's a lot of people like in the first half of the movie that are getting killed. Yeah. Um, what are some of you guys' favorite one-liners? Oh, um, 
Uh, one of my favorites is uh, when uh, he's he's commandeered Cindy's car, and it's when he's driving though, and then she's like, "Are you gonna tell me what's going on?" <laughs> and she's like, "Got this whole rant about that," and he just is like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. I like uh, the one where he's like, I eat green berets for breakfast, and right now I am very hungry. Yeah, and he kicks him. <laughs> Throws that guy, dude. I, I have one from a deleted scene, which I'm, you know, I was going to do a segment on, but it's just so good that i got to bring it up now. So you, know, you remember the scene in the shed where he cuts a soldier's arm off? Yeah, yeah at the end? Like, yeah, when, they, he's, cornered when he's on the... So there, that original scene, he was supposed to cut the soldier's arm off, pick up the arm and beat the soldier with it <laughs> and say, need a hand. <laughs> and, That's pretty good. And they, they cut it out because it was like too disturbing or whatever. But I, I love that. Well, we, and uh, for the audience too, uh, we actually watched the director's cut and in the, in the one that we saw, there is a scene where he cuts the dude's arm off and there's blood like spurting out of his arm. And the guy's like, <laughs> like doing all of that in the, in the theatrical version, they actually, cut that scene they, they show him they cut off the guy's arm and the guy like kind of shows it and that's it for that scene yeah like in this one they leaned in hard on that like gory yeah. scene <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like flailing around yes we couldn't find the theatrical version on any of the streaming platforms yeah, yeah. so we had to watch the director's cut honestly i'm so glad though because <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that part where he cut the guy's arm off was my favorite part <laughs> that was your favorite of, part was, yeah. i'm not kidding like i didn't know if i was gonna mention it on here or not but now that you guys brought it up, <laughs> I obviously have to, because the best acting of the entire film was the guy who got his arm cut off. He was loving every moment, every minute of it. He really was. He was like falling down and like. To me, like it wasn't that gory. It like it was like red, and then there was like a little white circle in the middle, and like some super flake blood coming out. So I wasn't scared, but like the guy was selling it, and he was like, ah, "Oh my god, my arm." He's like falling to the floor, and honestly, I think that was the most committed actor of the entire film. Like wow. when we were that's, talking about a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was so much harder to like get into the film. I feel like you guys were talking about like, oh, did he sell his character? All that? Maybe I don't know. I feel like for me, it was Th- harder. That guy to was really was peak right it. there. But that guy, let me tell you, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the it. guy who got me back so on board with the film. I can specifically tell you what I was thinking about in that scene. Because it, it didn't really look to me like nowadays somebody would have like a green screen sleeve over their arm and you and they would just be like ah and be CGI or whatever. But in that, I was thinking to myself like, I wonder if that guy is like an actor in Hollywood and he actually like doesn't have like a right arm. No, they cut that motherfucker's arm off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, he wasn't they're acting. Like, they're, like, uh, hey, they're like, hey Bob, good news is you got the part. Bad news <laughs> is the arm's got to go. Anything for Hollywood, man. Anything. So so anyway, what I was thinking about is like. Oh, you know, I bet back before there was CGI, you had actors that like, you know, like maybe that wasn't their gig to mm-hmm. act all the time, but it, they could have a director that was like, "Hey, call that dude up. He'd come on set, and then he's like, oh, I get my chance to be on yeah. screen, and so he acts his ass off. Mm. Just get Armless to... Joe in the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. He'll be psyched. And you know what? Like, if I was a director, I would hire that guy every time. Even if I didn't need somebody with, like, an arm being chopped off, I would yeah. write that. I would, like, like, make that be part of the they're script. They're, like, sitting around Armless doing, like, the, the read-through on the script, and the director's like, oh, no, I got a guy with no arm. Hey, Armless yeah. Joe, get out, out of the cage. cage. I got a guy. They, they have keep in a cage. I wanted to yeah. rewind um, a little bit, too. Uh, so there's the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger escapes from LAX 
And but the problem is that Sully, one of the um, guys working for the main boss, no, has discovered that he is loose. And if this guy gets to a phone and gets on the you know on the phone with the main boss, the daughter's dead. So it sets up the tension. It's like okay, the clock's ticking, and they have to track down the Sully guy. And it's so funny because the development of character between Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, is it Cindy? Cindy? Cindy is the yeah. the lead actress. The yeah. lead actress. He go, he comes up to her after she's been basically yeah. sexually violated yeah. by the by Sully and kidnaps her, steals her car, and drags her along into this adventure <laughs> together. So so I I think an interesting part about the lead actress and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I feel like there wasn't really a romantic angle to it. Huh. Like I feel like they didn't really insinuate they, like a romantic like, wink at it a couple times right but like usually usually in these kind of movies there's like some sort of kiss or something now? but like there's nothing in that yeah realm, to, to right? me it it's, felt like if the movie was another like the movie's only 90 minutes if it was a two-hour movie we would have had another 30 minutes of adding romantic stuff to it between the two of them and right, like finishing th- off the movie that I, way. And then I think they just were like, ah, fuck it, we got to cut all that. I feel like they totally could have added it, but they didn't add it in the movie, and I feel like that's kind of It like, makes it better. So it makes it better, yeah. As that's you know, it's just like a, she's just trying to help to help the daughter. There's no like romantic interest involved. I, I agree. I think it works better without the romantic. Just, yeah. Me and Derek know that there were some scenes that were cut from the movie. One of them was a love scene between Schwarzenegger and... The and Cindy, uh, I think it was supposed to happen in the plane. Yeah, yeah. So which was funny because when we made like going yeah. down, yeah. <laughs> going so down. so apparently they did have a scene where people were going down in the plane, and um, the the test audiences did not think that it was convincing chemistry. No, they didn't. They okay. didn't have a romantic. What, what do you I think? I was for? literally about to say, is that because Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> like, I don't know if I've seen enough movies with him if this is a pattern but judging from like just that and his like acting or lack thereof <laughs> like i don't know if he's capable of no. like chemistry I, you I know agree. what i mean like yeah he i he's just like an action figure doll yeah. he's like, not, that's he's a good a, way to put it he's not sensitive you know in that way like and i was thinking about that yeah. because um there's no movies that he ever has a real love scene. Wait, there's got to be some cop? movies. He, isn't there a woman in Kindergarten Cop? Is there a love? Oh, there man, there's got to be a movie where he has a, a convincing love scene in it. But can you imagine him a in a love scene? Like, like, I don't know if I'm turned on by that. It's true scary. Lies. He has an intense love scene in True Lies. Yeah. Okay. You seen that? With Jane Lee Curtis. Do they have a love scene? Uh yeah, where she has to dance for him and she doesn't know that it's and him. And he's like sitting there yeah. watching. Well, okay, it's a really creepy a thing. Scene? It's kind of I haven't I haven't seen scene. it in a while, so I don't know. Nah, I, I wouldn't count that as love. I kind of love scene as like they're physically touching and making out and like getting down, having sex. I don't know. We'll like, have to go through the Schwarzenegger yeah. film filmography because I don't. But, I can't think of one. But it was interesting knowing that they cut we that know scene. We what Derek's love language is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was interesting knowing that that scene was supposed to be inserted because as soon as they land. When he's rowing away and she's looking at him like, it's kind of like the look of someone who just had sex with the guy. But they cut that entire part out, so it's like, oh, so oh, that that might have been like that, that's gonna make more sense where he's like rocking off the, the right, he's the like, plane shirtless, <laughs> and like yeah. I'll be back round yeah. two. <laughs> they just linger on his pecs on yeah. that with the. Or dude, they 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 kept that camera on that back for a long time. Way longer than they needed to. He he was doing rows for months for that yeah. shot. He was it was that was a good looking that was a good looking scene. Well, she straight like he straight up kidnapped her, and drags her along on this adventure where she's definitely not willing 
until like a certain until the uh, I think he kills Sully, which is my favorite death of the movie actually, where there's this car chase from LAX somewhere into the Hollywood Hills, and Arnold Schwarzenegger crashes into Sully, crashes his car, picks him up, yeah. holds him over a cliff by one hand. And tells him, you remember, Sully, when I promised I'd kill you last? That's right, Matrix. You did. I lied. <laughs> it drops, drops him. him. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, that's yeah, my that's favorite great. line of the movie. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's up there. It's classic, classic, ridiculous Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, fun fact about that scene, actually. So the director originally really actually wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to hold him over the cliff with one hand with his just his strength. No, just straight up. And Arnold Schwarzenegger said that that was absolutely ludicrous. So they have a crane that was hooked to his foot to hold him over. If you notice, his foot is kind of out yeah, of the shot. Yeah, part of the ankle is out of frame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody online uh, was doing some research, and they mentioned, like, if you listen to his scream on the way down, he says, ooh la la, like, ooh la la. <laughs> and they're like, did you notice that he actually, like, said something? What is, what's that about? I didn't know that. Yeah. I it was a pretty good scream. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie, yeah. Um, then after, so after Sully dies, they they kill the Green Beret, eat him for breakfast, <laughs> and then they're on to, before they go take down this dictator, they gotta, you know, they gotta arm up. So they go find Surplus, what is it called? Uh, surplus City. Oh, so wait, 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 be City. Before we just blast right through, yeah. uh, when, he, when he kills the Green Beret uh, again... He like convinces Cindy to do the unthinkable. He's like, right. he's like, just, just really quick, pretend like you're a prostitute, <laughs> yeah. and and just and just like you know, let this murderer into the room, and then and then just you know, do whatever he says. Uh, like, uh, trust uh, me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And just duck behind something when we start shooting each other. Yeah, and she almost gets shot like twice. Yeah, yeah. And, and then she, she had still that continues and like gets in the car and she's willing at this point to like participate fully. Yeah, I, I unrealistic. I remember when I <laughs> Bryn shaking her head. It's like I would never. Yeah. I would be running the other way the yeah. minute he tried to get in my car in the very beginning. I mean. I don't know. I think the most Sketchy. realistic scene is Sketchy. where he's like, you have to help me. And she's like, okay. And then she runs to the uh, the mall yes. cop. And he's like, yeah. there's this fucking huge guy that's like <laughs> trying to totally. kidnap me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, then then he like beats up five cops. And she's like, maybe he's a good guy. <laughs> 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 she, she, like, helps him and then around. she assaults a police officer. Yeah, yeah. Like, when, what was the turning She's like, you know her? what? Fighting cops is kind of fun. Which also like in that, that knock down the stairs. Is she just like an NFL linebacker? Like, <laughs> no, it's either she's an NFL linebacker. Or that's just a bad cop. Like, you don't like, stand on the top of a stairway. Yeah, but but she's also know. she's what like 120 pounds at most, and but that's she's like a, in, she's a in large karate lessons. Remember, she says yeah, that. she karate she said that. I'm missing my that's advanced karate class. They're like, Welcome to karate class day one. We're gonna push a cop down the stairs. That's what we're gonna do. Thank God we tackled that lesson last week. One of the cops has one of my favorite one-liners in that scene too. He's like. He, there's like this ridiculous like rent a cop sitting next to a bunch of hot chicks <laughs> and like he gets like a call from like the other guy who like signals that Matrix is like in the area and they need to go take him down and he's like want to go see me kick some ass <laughs> to these chicks you know, and it's you know. funny because in the next scene while he's like shooting yeah, yeah. at them they're in the background they're like watching looking over yeah <laughs> and then he gets his ass kicked it's like one gigantic <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> like, a, yeah. what a line <laughs> reading yeah can, can we get like a spinoff of just like those girls on an average day at the mall? <laughs> you know, See, they're just oh, man. they're just there to hit on the the mall security. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, was that like a cool job back then? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm mall security. 
I know he must, this, must have been a babes. smooth talker. You know. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know where that mall was? What the actual location was they filmed? Where? Glendale? Glendale? Galleria uh, Sherman Oaks. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys been there? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right at the 405. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I was wondering about, I've as a kid, I was like wondering like, I guess not as a kid, when I moved down here and I knew it was here. I was like, I don't know what mall that is, so. Yeah, you know. there, yeah. I feel like I recognize the parking lot, and it's all it's all making sense now. Because I feel like I've only been there like once, and I was driving, so that kind of made me like more aware of my surroundings. Because it was me there in a yeah. car, like moving a yeah, vehicle, yeah. whereas like inside I was just walking, and that's less dangerous for others around me. So I wasn't, <laughs> you know, as aware of the surrounding mall look. It's but funny how they decorated lot. it too. Like they had like those like streamers, totally, which were used in the movie. Oh yeah. Oh, that he <laughs> that he does the freaking uh, <laughs> swings yeah, across so the it's, mall. It's absolutely ridiculous. So he grabs this like, it's basically uh, like what do you call it? Like a, it's like a streamer. It's like a balloon, right? It's almost like and a balloon. Like it's like it's yeah, it's like a ribbon. Like it's decoration. It's nothing. And yeah. he he grabs it and he rips it in half with his bare hands. With no, no he does no that problem. a lot. Yeah. It's just like a piece <laughs> of paper, right? Ripping it in half. Yeah. And then he's like. Like I don't know what he's thinking in his mind, but he's like, "Oh, that was easy to tear. Like this will hold my weight." <laughs> and then he just swings down and across, and like lands on top of the elevator. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. Like, like just supreme accuracy. Well, like you got to give it to the stuntman. Like, By the way, yeah, that was the only scene that I could tell it wasn't him doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but like, yeah, whoever did that, like that's bold. Like that, whoever swung that swing was that's an intense stunt. You yeah, know? somebody did it. S- somebody did it. Like that was good. Speaking of stunts, one of my favorite parts was when um, back at the beginning he was hanging onto the wheel of the plane, oh and then he just God. like miraculously like drops to the ground and falls in this little patch of grass, and like his legs go completely vertical <laughs> when he's like falling down, and then he just like sits in the grass and stands up and like continues on his merry way without a <laughs> second of no like you know adjusting or anything. He's just like up and at it, no questions asked. Yeah, and I, I you have to appreciate his boldness for like that was his way out of the plane. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the. He tells the uh, stewardess, he's like, I'm air sick. And then, still before the they take <laughs> yeah. off. Still on the runway. Yeah, yeah, while they're still on the runway, he tells him that he's air sick. And she accepts that answer, too. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. And like, he goes to the bathroom and takes, he, he looks in the back and he's like, what do I do? He takes his hand and he sp- just pushes it through the wall and rips open like the, like the, the leather wall. Right. <laughs> and gets down into like the innards of the plane. Yeah, like he somehow knows the entire layout of this plane. Yeah. He's like, yeah, just push through here, and then I'll get out that way. It was well, a cool scene, because you're like, sure, he's going to die when he's standing on the wheel, and the plane's going like 100 miles an hour down the <laughs> runway, and it's taking off. And you're like, how is he going to survive? And then he drops into like a, a swamp. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't seen a lot of swamps <laughs> in L.A., but he drops into a swamp, <laughs> and it's like one foot of water, and he lands like feet first in this water, and like yeah. definitely touches bottom, and he gets up, and like nothing at all. Marsh. Exactly. Soft bottom. <laughs> you know? He was totally fine. Yeah. And then he walks, like you mentioned earlier, Dakota, like, so he gets out of that and he's, you know, he gets back to LAX and he, he locates Sully and he's walking through LAX in this drenched like, <laughs> shirt that's like, oh, yeah. split open. Like, he's yeah. a big dude. You don't just like not. Yeah, he's like, guy. he's like 6'3", 260 probably. <laughs> yeah. Walking yeah. through LAX, soaked, completely soaked. And somehow this other dude doesn't notice him. He's like standing kind of behind this pillar, but he's like halfway out of it like so if you were in lax and you saw a six foot three austrian dude trying to hide behind a pillar 
like hiding behind a pillar. You'd be like, "What the fuck's that guy up yeah. to?" Yeah. Yeah. But he somehow sneakily. I'd, I'd like. I would walk straight up to a cop in a lounge and be like, "Hey, there's a psycho after me." <laughs> you see something, say something. Yeah. They didn't have that quote back then. That's what it was. That's what it was. They actually show that that clip to try to train people, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. this is a situation. If you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, call police. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really liked um, about the movie, especially when I was a kid, this really appealed to me because all, you know, young boys play the gun game, you know, like in one way or another where you, you make guns out of whatever, <laughs> like, you take some tubes and you ma- tape wrap some tape around it, you make a gun, you play the gun game with your friends, or at least that's what I did because I watched all these horrible rated R movies when I was a kid. And the types of weapons that they have in this movie available through a surplus store for him to get are outrageous. Like the the four barrel rocket launcher. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if that does that exist in real life. It does exist. <laughs> it does, yeah. Do they sell it in surplus stores? Uh, what's what's funny about that scene too yeah. is like he goes around and he you know collects all these weapons that are just readily available to him. There's nobody around, nobody guarding all this weaponry. And then he fills up Cindy's car, or, or I guess at this point it's the Green Beret's car, it's a stolen car. Yeah, and uh, what was that guy's the name? car Cook? that Cindy drives? Cook. Uh, Cook. And it's, uh, so they fill it up with weapons, and then somehow the police catch him, and he just like ah, you got me, and goes willingly, which is weird. She just gets in the car and is like, well, I got all these guns and stuff. I'm just gonna follow the police, and then at a certain point. The cops call her a hooker and she shoots them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and, and like, and she's like, "How am I gonna save this guy? Oh, I'll just shoot a rocket yeah. at the car that he's probably like handcuffed in. He'll figure it out." <laughs> so she she tries to do it. She shoots behind her, like just blowing up some random shit in the city. Yeah. yeah. Then she hits the car. We're guessing all those cops die. It's a fiery blaze. Did you count and them in the death count? Schwarzenegger uh, just comes. No, they out. didn't die. The, those cops didn't die. Uh, oh, that's right. They crawled they out. St- uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, and like the funny thing too is like you know he takes the bulldozer and he runs into the surplus city store. You know, and they there's the montage where he gets ready with all the grenades and the rocket launcher bazookas, and then the cops show up, and there's only two cops in a SWAT in like a SWAT van. Freeze. That's it. No, nobody else for backup. <laughs> they just, they just. Well, they, they show there's like five cops, it, at when they like arrest him, because there's there's two inside the back with him, and there's two driving the car. Oh, okay, but the, maybe I didn't see that. They'll they'll send five cops for like a drug stop in L.A. Like if right? this, if this dude was blowing yeah. people up in LAX, they're like every cop in the city would be helicopters. There. Like, yeah, yeah, helicopters, the SWAT team, everything. I mean, shit, they they they. Uh, make helicopters come around here for yeah. less. Like a they're lot like, less. yeah, they're like, we we got an ex like Navy SEAL going crazy in LAX. Hmm. Like, let's send two cops, right? Like, that's insane. But like, um, yeah, that that scene is is one of my favorites. It's just outrageous. One thing I was gonna mention we haven't talked about is uh, the character Bennett, the villain character. Yeah, and how ridiculous he is. Like, he's he's like you could tell like he's got something to prove. Uh, John Matrix, the main character, uh, before the, you know, before the movie, had kicked him out of his unit, and that's his motivation to get back at John Matrix and be a part of this terrorist plot for the dictator to to take back power. Yeah, and they they kind of just make it make it obvious that he's like highly trained but inherently evil. 
And so yeah. that's right. why he got kicked off the unit. So, uh, right, right. Like, that's why he's like a bad guy now and is exacting his revenge. Right. He's supposed to have like the same skill set as Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but he looks like Freddie Mercury <laughs> yes. the entire yeah, movie. Uh, that's funny. And he's like... Uh, it's, it's, a fuck, it's amazing. I, I mean, uh, I wish that we had Nicolas Cage in eight, 1985. <laughs> As, you want I him to play was, that I role? I wish he was born. I could see him play Nicolas Yeah, I like face Nicolas off. Cage. His, He's probably the only him. guy that could overact that performance to uh, the guy who played the, the the villain. I mean, the guy that played it did a pretty good job no, of he overacting. Did, yeah, he did yeah, you should mention that. At, at the end, he's what, just what thing? he's like prancing around chasing after the little girl. <laughs> Dakota, uh, you, it's funny that you said that he looked like Freddie Mercury because that was actually what the original the actor thought of his role. He's like, oh yeah, like I'm my my part is like I'm Freddie Mercury as like this villain. Oh, character. is that actually that's, what, that's, is that, that's is what that he actually, thought of? That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, the actor who played it is named Vernon Wells. Uh, he came in to replace another actor who got fired the day after uh, they started shooting, named yeah. Wings Hauser. Uh, but it just wasn't working out. I don't think he like he was a believable match to Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they brought this guy in who just did Mad Max too. So he had, yeah, I was gonna say he's yeah from Mad Max. Yeah, so he was so like he just he, had to like he memorize was, all those lines in like a matter of weeks. Yeah, and yeah. it was so, it he was such doesn't a, even remember that movie. <laughs> probably not. It was such a quick replacement that the wardrobe didn't even have time to refit the costumes to him. So if you feel like man that it feels like, like a little weird fit for that. You know, it's because it is chainmail vest. Okay. Yeah, it's because it was fitted for this other guy. Clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. And he he didn't change clothes the entire movie. He wore that exact yeah. same like outfit the whole time, including the, and the dictator did too. They didn't. Yeah. Everybody did. Like everybody. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Did. Well, it all takes place in one yeah, day. You know what? That's that's actually a good point. Yeah. It does take place in one day. In like so. twelve hours. 11. Yeah, so that, that makes more sense. But yeah, he looked absolutely ridiculous in that. Uh, yeah, that outfit. Stupid. And but the, I, guy, yeah. the guy that plays the dictator is just like they're trying to like make him like a Hispanic guy, and he's just just not. He's like an no. Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got the butt chin. Sure does. As Bryn mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's some scenes <laughs> where I'm sitting, like thinking to myself, like, is there brown makeup on his face? Like, like I, I couldn't I couldn't tell because there's some scenes where it doesn't look like he has that much makeup, but then there's other scenes where I'm like. Are they they, they browned him up. Yeah, he brown, got brown tan. Him up. Yeah, well, he got a tan of some kind. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He does look kind of weird, and his accent yeah. was a little strange the too. Accent's kind of shitty. I like how they like they tried to like do some like <laughs> some Spanish. Like they added in some Spanish, but it's very like scripted Spanish. Oh yeah, he has Come that line. Yeah, Presidente aquí when he answers the phone. See, <laughs> I, I, I hope, and I don't know what that means because we're not I, I hope we look it up and he's 100% Spanish and you guys are just like, yeah, this guy's a fucking no, that, idiot. He's been in a this ton of movies. <laughs> he's always white, except for that. Yeah. Although they say hasta luego and get it right in this film uh-huh. instead of hasta la vista, <laughs> which is not a phrase. No, it means uh, see you next visit. Right? Vista? Yeah, I mean, no, there, it, nobody in the Spanish-speaking community would ever say hasta la vista unless they're quoting that movie. All right, and, and and if I'm wrong, email us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so after they they you know the um, Cindy breaks Arnold Schwarzenegger out of the van with the rocket launcher, they continue on their quest and they find they they find this depot where they have a plane and they they figure out what the plans are where the dictator is located. So they get on the plane and they fly to this island somewhere off of California. And this is where the epic, uh, like one of the most epic battle scenes that I can remember in action, like like in shoot 'em up action occurs. Uh, 
up to this point, 14 people have died in the movie. And now comes like the big climactic <laughs> thing. Could, does anyone want to guess how many people died in this uh, in this scene alone, or in this the, particular in the battle scene? Sixty-five. This, this is the beach 65. compound. Yeah, in the beach pa- 60, compound 65. scene. Oh, uh, I think it's probably more than that. Um, I I would guess it's near two hundred. Okay, Bryn. I'm, I'm gonna say one ninety. Sixty-two. Okay. That's the count. Hey, don't tell everybody personal information about me, okay? <laughs> Kyle, do you have a number? Uh, I'm kind of biased because I think I oh, saw okay, okay, the okay. death count in my research. Uh, so, um, not counting the, um, the Prior final to... battle between uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the dictator and Bennett, not counting them, just when he gets to the beach and has the epic battle between all of the henchmen to get to them, 90 people. <laughs> what? Kills Wait, 90. he kills 90 people at that compound scene? 90 people at that compound Holy scene. Holy well, He blows up, like, six buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Which those buildings are very much like the yeah. roadhouse buildings where like they were like basically cardboard <laughs> put together. Yeah, and also like <laughs> when did he rig the whole entire facility perfectly <laughs> yeah, to put, be able to be put, timed put, on a He put switch. like one claymore outside of each one and they blew up from the inside somehow. Yeah, and it destroys yeah. these yeah. buildings. Yeah. Yeah. It's fu- it's really fun. It's to also watch, weird though. because he like kind of entices a bunch of them out of one of the buildings right before he blows it. It's like if you're just going to kill these guys, why don't you just blow it? So boys can watch other boys be shot. That's why. <laughs> so you guys can be happy when yeah. they just meaninglessly right. blow people up for literally no reason. And you know what, Bryn? I was happy. Arnold Schwarzenegger, happy. He, in his biography, he said it himself. He's like, he's like, I kill people on screen because it's great entertainment. Oh, God. I love it. And then, he, and then he was like, contrary to the critics, I don't believe that violence in the movies creates violence in the home. And then he goes on to say some ridiculous thing about, he's like, if that was the case, there'd be no violence before the movies. <laughs> absolutely outrageous. But I, mean, it's, I think that's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. If people I were violent like before movies existed. Yeah, I don't think violence in movies necessarily I mean, but I mean, but I mean the, the, I suppose what Derek's trying to say is that if you grow up watching violent movies, you're more likely to be violent. What, I, what I'm trying... Well, so Derek, though, but think about yourself. Yeah. You grew up watching violent movies when yeah. you were a little, little kid, and I haven't seen you get in a fight in, like, ten years. No, it's... But it's... It certainly made me want to, like, shoot guns. It definitely made me... And when was the last time you shot that? somebody? I've never shot somebody, obviously. <laughs> um, when was the last time you shot an animal? I don't know. It was, like, 10, 15 years ago. But so those, those movies didn't ruin you. No, no. But I do think that that violence, violent movies, and just movies in general, do have an influence on people in some way. So, like, sure, like you know, most most of the time, kids aren't going to go out and sh- shoot people because they saw a violent film. But I do think that uh, films do impact people. So I thought that that his his uh, explanation there of like, well, if, you know, if the movies are the things that created violence. If we just took them away, you know, there would be that. Like, I didn't think it was quite a sound argument like i think it was a little bit more gray there than black and white should i talk about this since yeah. we're talking about the kill count sure so uh this year 18 or whoa 1985 uh was the first year that um the stallone versus schwarzenegger rivalry sort of started because stallone was coming out with his rambo 2 movie so these movies were kind of in competition rambo commando his name's also john Oh, wow. And they're remember, both yeah. ex-military guys. You go on a killing rampage, yeah. basically a man against they the entire army. Do it anymore. The director and the writer of Commando 
saw an early screening of Rambo 2, and they saw that uh, Stallone had really upped the kill count from his last movie. And they're like, so this is a quote from the director, Mark Lester. Um, We've got to have a bigger dick than Rambo. (laughs) 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 We've got to slay more people. And suddenly, there were 150 extras getting killed. It got out of control. Uh, the kill count called for more extras than they could provide for, which resulted in some actors being killed as many as four times throughout the movie. I wondered that, like when there was like a, a bunch of people dying on that compound, and you're just seeing like dancers like prancing yeah. across the screen, and they're just putting like blow up stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was like, that guy was just in the last scene, and there he is again. It yeah. Like, no, I, the guy I with the arm that Bryn loved probably died, you know, multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, well, there was, there's it's, probably a group of like 12 actors that were just like dancing around and getting blown up in various like shots. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what inspired Rambo to become so violent because the first Rambo is not violent at all. It's Maybe not, he watched not, Commando as a kid. Yeah, but the difference between the... F- well, you're saying that Commando was influenced by Rambo 2, right? Yeah, well, they were like, Rambo we two. need to out... Right, but yeah. I, I'm wondering what Rambo 2 was influenced by because Rambo 1 is not a violent movie at all. It's not about violence. It's not a, and it's not an a, it's not really an action movie. I've never seen it. I assumed yeah, it was. Yeah, you're talking about First Blood? The yeah. Rambo, the first one's not an action movie? I think one person dies in the first Rambo movie. Wow. It's, it's about a, it's I, I about mean, a soldier. It's, it's more of a suspense, yeah. like, thriller right. kind it's, of. It's about like, a soldier, like, dealing with PTSD and everything that comes with that. It's, it's an oh. emotional and then, movie. And then the second one turns into a complete action movie. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because, like, Rambo, there is, like, a lot of action in First Blood, but, like, he doesn't kill anybody. He right. just injures them. It's an a- it's yeah. an action movie, but it's not. Re- it's it's more about yeah, psychological. Yeah. And more about PTSD. So I'm wondering what the what, like what the catalyst to create all these crazy action movies was. But in the 80s. from 1985 on, it was all about kill counts, and it, the Stallone and Schwarzenegger rivalry was really heated. And like they actually hated each other for a number of years, mm-hmm. and only like later on they became like kind of fans of each other, and it, it turned into like just kidding around. But they, they were serious. What, what do you think about that rivalry? I, I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger takes that rivalry. I think so. In their prime, in the eighties, in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. I think. In the eighties. I think um, Stallone is in the best movie, right? He has the best. Like Rocky is is a better movie than Best Picture winner, right? Rocky is mm, probably a better movie point. than any movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in. But like as far as action movies and being an action star, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is not even close. I think so too. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Bren? I don't know. I <laughs> honestly, the whole time that I was watching that movie, I was like, "This is just like a big joke." <laughs> like, like none. Of, I don't know. It was just like this little dude like running around and like hey. showing his beefy little arms that nobody wants to see. <laughs> and like, he's not a little dude. He's a big dude. Yeah. Okay. And Wait. Do you want to? You call Schwarzenegger a little dude? Outrageous. <laughs> wow. Outrageous. Walk I the mean... plank. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> I don't plan. know. We all loved know. watching his muscles bulge in his all of, so us. all of us in this room. I'm so glad that you did. It, I think that <laughs> I is think the we true liked audience. That more than she did. I wish Honestly, she did. Yeah. No, no, no. Bryn was, was like, like, it's too much beef. I think it's, Cha- it's Chase too asked. Too much. Like you. nobody. No, I don't know. I have a I personally. It was the scene where he's no. in his underwear, and uh, oh, I asked yeah. her. I was like, I was like, Bryn, is this doing anything for you? And she's like, gross. Like truly gross. Like I don't know. To me, that's just like. First of all, gross. Second of all, like, 
kind of scary because it's like <laughs> it's... I am like five one at my best, like yeah. <laughs> with my tallest shoes. So <laughs> I don't know. Which you wore know. tonight? I don't. I really just feel like those really beefy guys are just for other dudes to be like, oh my god, you lift weights up and down, and oh my gosh, look at your beefy arms, and like, I don't know, it's not. I have uh, a, I have a gross. lot of steroids. I need to return. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh. Good thing you found out, man. Yeah, I think he's a beautiful man. Absolutely. Which well, goes to Bryn's point. Men appreciate that kind yeah, of physique much more than women that's do. That's peak physical form right there. Yeah. That guy's a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Did you see the veins popping out of the... Unfortunately. I've seen it hundreds of times. I still yeah. enjoy it. And I'll see it hundreds of more. So, so by that logic, does that mean that like men appreciate people more than women do? <laughs> I think men... Yeah, just appreciate just everything. Asking. I just think it means that men logic. are better people than women. That's, that's what I think. But, that's like, the that's, what, that's what Bryn is trying to say. I think, yeah. What, is that what you're trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, like, what more does he bring to the table than literally, like, his physicalness of him? Did you not see him Nothing. shoot a rocket But all this amazing one-liners. You know, his one-liners yeah. are just insane. Comedy in the face of danger? Yeah. Like, but, but, like, put, a very put quotable those one-liners accent. in a different body. You know what I mean? Okay. And, like, what... Do you want to watch this movie? Okay, so you know what I'm saying. So like, so imagine, imagine this scenario, right? You get kidnapped, right? I try and save you. Okay, I go to the mall. He notices me. He goes to the telephone booth to make a phone call, right? To call the guy to get you killed. I can't pick up the phone booth and toss it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah, only way to save Brent. Like I, don't, <laughs> I don't have the muscles for that. I wish I did. You'd be dead. You'd be dead if, yeah. if I wasn't that jacked. And you know he needed those muscles to carry all the rocket launchers and machine uh-huh. guns and yeah, grenades. flip yeah. that car over. Great World War Three, you know. It, like at the end of the movie, after he killed everybody, his the general comes. He's like, "Leave anything for us?" He's like, "Just bodies." No. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> it's like, dude, so many. Uh, there's um, after he kills all the the henchmen, the anonymous henchmen who love to slit little girls' throats like butter. Oh. <laughs> what a one, gross the, one of the lines in the movie. Line. It's like. Slitting a girl's throat. It's, it's like, like cutting worm butter. Warm butter. Yeah. And he's like, put the knife away and shut yet. your yeah. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, yeah, from Ben. Put the knife away and kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, he mows his way through all the henchmen, uh, you know, and he gets to the, the dictator, and they have a little tit-for-tat machine gun shot. That's a pretty good scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. You know, a little back and forth. Like, you know, there's machine guns blowing down glass doors, and they're jumping through stuff, and it's pretty action-packed. And then, you know, they have a little tip-for-tap going back and forth. The Donald Schwarzenegger comes around a corner and jukes him and blasts him like five times with a shotgun. And he goes flying off the back in slow motion. And now it's just him and Bennett. (sighs) And they have the climactic knife-fighting scene. (laughs) Man. When I first saw this movie, I was like, "This, this is the stupidest <laughs> finale scene that I've ever seen." Um, I just, it's just, if it, it seems like such a mismatch between Schwarzenegger and this weird ass guy in a chainmail vest <laughs> with like skinny arms, and he's just doing this like nice. his orgasm face. Oh. <laughs> there, there's a uh, they they missed out on a great kissing scene in that when he's like holding his face next to the flames and he's trying to push Arnold's face into the. Yeah, the furnace. Dude, that like they're awesome. si- they're sitting there like with their knives in hand. Like they could easily have just kissed and made that scene way better. That would <laughs> awesome. I, I would have liked it actually if if um, the villain kissed Arnold is like a dominance move. 
Yeah, but I think yeah, it would it would have been in line with this character. It would it would have been cool. It would have been awesome. That actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of in the, in like the homosexuality repression. Like gives Arnold the strength to fight back and beat him. Oh, <laughs> I love like spinach for uh, Papa. French <laughs> <laughs> chicken or head. I was gonna feel. I was gonna say. I feel like um, multiple Arnold Schwarzenegger movies have like ended in a broiler room type situation. You know what I mean? Like one of the Terminators where he gets oh yeah like, in is in a yeah. broiler room. Um, I, I think they just like want reasons for him to get sweaty, get so you sweaty. guys can like. Have really that's see absolutely that, right. See the muscles glistening. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, and boy, yeah. were they glistening. Yeah, they were. <laughs> boy, were they. Glistening. He was oiled up for that oiled last scene. Up. And tanned. Yeah. If you notice, he was more tanned in that scene than he was during the shootout earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah, that. He was very dark. And I, I do love Man, those Could you imagine having that job? Right. Oiling Schwarzenegger. Right. <gasps> Only there was college for that. Bennett, Bennett. I'd, I'd have, have to job. go back and check this one to see if it's right. But when, again, when he's in his black little tiny underwear and he's coming into shore, they have a scene where it's shot from like afar, and I swear he's wearing different underwear, <laughs> or like no underwear, and then it like goes back to him and he's got the black underwear on again. So it's almost like they shot the scene once from afar. And they like saw it, and they were like, "Oh, we got to go back and get a couple more shots, like uh, close up. Let's let's get one of his back muscles. Let's get one yeah. of his chest. Oh know, yeah, like, add this to the movie. And like, oh, and we the underwear we used, like that sucks. Like, let's get some nice black underwear okay. that's sure. just like really good contrast, you know? Yeah. So it's like I, I noticed that incongruency. I, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I noticed that. Another part that made me want to re- rewind was. Uh, when they're having the shootout at the hotel and they break into a couple's room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, they only flash it for a second, but the guy is on all fours and the girl is behind him. And they both are like surprised by, you know, two men crashing into the room. And they're fucking. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're naked they're under naked. the sheets. They're, you know, they're, they're doing something. Uh huh. But just like the positioning of like where they were. Oh, and there's a, a film camera, right? Yeah. There's they're, they're filming their scene. Yeah, they have a camera in the background of their little sex scene that they're doing. Yeah, so I, I think it's it's almost kind of nice that they just throw these like subtle things in there that that just make you go like, whoa, what did I just see? Yeah, you know. And it, and it's like anybody that wants to dive in like has got some serious questions on their hands, and it's just kind of unexplainable. Like yeah. there really is well, no backstory. I think to there characters. is an explanation for what they're doing. Can I hear it? Pegging? Never heard of it. Oh. Is that like symbolic to the plot? Uh, yeah. In a deeper context. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, I'm just, I'm just curious, like, why, why did they choose to have, like, a porno of pegging being filmed? Uh, like, just to, like, I think for comedy, the, just, the, like, yeah. Well, yeah. They, I think. Juxtaposition of it? I'm sure that there was some executive is like, hey, if we're going to do an R-rated movie we got to find a way to get female nudity in the movie. So, like, mm. figure out a way to put that in the plot. So it's like, oh, we'll do it as a gag. Oh, he, he, they, he throws the guy through the, through the wall, and then there's people doing this, like, raunchy porno, yeah. and that way we can get the tits in the movie. Case closed. There's an executive like, we need pegging in the movie. This is the 12th movie. We're not putting pegging in Rain Man. We're not yeah. putting... We're you not do putting, this every time. Every time, It's Jim. always you. No more... Okay, we'll put pegging well, in Just one once movie. for this commando. Shut the fuck up. No, yeah. so actually, I think I have an answer of why they would choose that. Is, uh... So, like, if she was on her back, for example, like, laying on the bed, you wouldn't be able to see the tits. But because that's she's the true. dominant one, you, you, you she's she's like 
standing up. You know, you've got a point there. So yeah. So you can see the tits, and the guy's bent down, so you don't see any of his junk. So it's like, maybe that's why. Show they, off, they show off the titties to. a little more. Brandon, can you chime in? On can you? What do you have to say about this? <laughs> You want this part cut out? I think I'm gonna leave. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. So did we finish all the deaths? Uh, is there ha- more? Uh, there's one death left. Uh, the the knife scene is ensued, and they are just rolling around. Both of them have a knife actually, and they both have a similar knife. There's actually something behind the knife too. The knife that Arnold Schwarzenegger is holding was made by a cra- or made by a craftsman. Uh, I think his name is. We have knife trivia. Uh, Jack Crane is the name of the. Uh, That's a good action movie name. Uh, the knife maker. Jack who, Crane who made the knife. He custom made the knife that Arnold Schwarzenegger uses in this movie, and he looks at Bennett and turns Bennett's <laughs> psychological side. He's like, "Don't you want to?" He's like, "Drop the gun! Don't you want to put the knife in me and see what happens when you turn it?" <laughs> and this ridiculous face of Bennett, like losing, like. Okay. Yeah, it's seduced. I, I got something real quick, real quick to jump in on that yeah. scene. Uh, so keep in mind, like his nine-year-old daughter is watching the whole is time, ten <laughs> yeah. feet away, yeah. and he—that's the conversation he's having with her assailant. Yeah. He's he's like, put the knife in me, stick daddy. the knife in me, and look in my eyes while you twist it. Yeah, it, it's it like, dude, your daughter's still standing right she there. Is, yeah, like you are now a monster in her eyes. Like, <laughs> well, and I th- and I think this is the, a great scene because. Now that it's this epic battle between the, t- the villain and the hero, you get to see who Bennett really is. Like, you know, he's this twisted, he's this guy who's weak. He can be twisted by, he has to prove himself to Matrix because Matrix cut him down a size. And so he rises to the And he taunting, lets the girl go, yeah. And he lets the girl go, and now they're involved in a knife fight, which he can't fucking win against Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I thought it was kind of, I mean, this is going to sound really bad, but I thought it was silly that he didn't, the bad guy didn't just kill the daughter. And then they have the big fight, right? People wouldn't like the, that. That's the only yeah, explanation. Yeah, the people wouldn't like yeah. that. So you gotta did, let them go. Did yeah. they give? Did I miss like a backstory of why? Like, so they were in a unit together in the past, right? Bennett and Matrix. But like, why is he now? He seeks the revenge. Right. Like, he got order. kicked off the unit yeah. somehow by okay. Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger kicked him off the unit. Okay. He's like, I, and he, he says in the beginning, he's like, ever since you had me thrown off your unit, I've been waiting to pay you back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely insane. Well, it mean it, it, it makes sense if the guy is a wild card, and it seems like he is, right? And he's on this like high level unit. They probably went and did a gig somewhere, you know, in like Pakistan. He he mentions, and like the guy goes off the rails and kills like, a bunch of people, right? All of a sudden, Schwarzenegger's like, "Yo, I don't want this guy to be on the team anymore. I need to go to the to the higher ups and have this guy kicked off. Like, this is I don't want that to happen. He's again. a psychopath, basically. Yeah, we need to get this guy off the squad. He's crazy." This guy just gets assimilated back into society. He's just a great criminal, you know, yeah. <laughs> high level criminal. Yeah, and like, exactly. So that actually makes a little bit more sense why, like, it means so much to him because he's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, mm. um, it's his identity, and, and everything's meaningless to him. He's a sociopath. He's you know? a sociopath, and like, okay, yeah. So uh, in the end scene, they he he turns him, and they fight with the knives, and they're rolling around, and it's close, you know, like. Each one gets a couple of slices in with the knife. Yeah. And then finally, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, they gets his face pushed in the fire and then rolls him around. Bennett gets his face pushed in the fire. And it eventually comes down to Bennett's like, ah, fuck it. And pulls out a gun and decides he's just going to kill him. 
You know, and all, he, he loads the gun on Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of my favorite death uh, kills of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls the pipe off the wall and throws it through Bennett <laughs> and sticks him to the wall. <laughs> Imagine how fast you'd actually have to throw that to get it through a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would just, like, hit him in the stomach. You'd be like, what the fuck, dude? And just shoot him in the face. Yeah, uh, I mean, you would have to, like, Randy Johnson pump that thing no, at a 102 yeah, miles an hour. You get that through. Like, it would just hit him in the stomach. You'd be like, dude, what? You guys remember his line after he stabbed through the oh, pipe yeah. through him? Oh, yeah. He was like, why don't you let off some steam, <laughs> man? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. It's, that's one of those uh, like highlights that probably like everybody has seen. you know? Because like, I've seen that yeah. multiple times on YouTube just like in other stuff. It's, 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 it's a great one. It's one of the best movies ever for just one-liners. It's just nonstop. Great, literally from the beginning to the end. From the beginning to the end. You guys want to hear the alternate uh, takes for one-liners for that death? Sure. All right, here's uh, option number one. The first one, so he he throws the pipe through uh, uh, Bennett. He's, I hate small talk. That's, all right, so (laughs) they cut that one. I think it was too much pressure for you, Bennett. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and, And the other one. Couldn't take the pressure, Bennett. Ooh. <laughs> I think they went with the best one. Yeah. I laid my pipe inside you, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Pipe down. No, that, that you just been got been piped down, been, Bennett. That would have been good. Uh. Piped down by Daddy, Bennett. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. maybe like the let off some steam one was good for multiple reasons. One, like you know, he threw a pipe through him and stuck him through a, a steam tank. But like, yeah. maybe it it. Uh, it told a lot about who Bennett was. Like he was this pent up dude with right. this rage He's crazy. Him. So he let off some steam. Yeah, he let he... off that pressure by throwing a pipe through him. It worked. It's it was the best one. <laughs> I, I wonder yeah. if there's like one liners in like real life, you know what I mean? Like when they killed Osama bin Laden, they just threw out a one liner. Like Right. You know oh I mean? dude. I would bet you. <laughs> they had one ready the, to go, the guys dude? that are on those units, Commander was there moving, you know. <laughs> they yeah, the guy who, who I wonder if they did have like some lit off some line. steam, Osama. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Jesus. Christ. So Bennett's death leads it to the total death count: 106 deaths. 106. That's, well, that's by that's far pretty, the most that we've ever that's done. Pretty hefty. That's. I think that's more than all the movies we've seen so far combined. Probably. Yeah. I think the largest one was Face Off with 49. Okay. Yeah. This. This is a pretty. But all the other ones hefty. were like seven. Less than 13. 20. Yeah. yeah. All pretty small. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I feel, I feel like the, the the deaths aren't graphically violent though. You know what I mean? This uh, movie? So, so so there's the one where they cut his arm off, right? But that's the director's. He cut. gets the guy. He gets uh, his yeah. head with a uh, what is it? Like a what was the name of that thing? Oh, uh, the thing that you saw oh the saw blade, saw blade, saw blade, blade through yeah. his skull. But it like and into his like, neck. And his neck. It's the top of. So that, that's the thing. Like there is several movies. There's also a guy that gets impaled. You know, like, yeah. what did they tons actually of graphic die? Like, like Face Off yeah. opens with them shooting a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not like yeah, this movie didn't kill it, any kids. It's not grotesquely violent. That's but They do true. kill a lot of people. Well, you know what then, I mean? yeah, and like the people that they kill are anon- what they call anonymous henchmen. It's like you had no right. personal relationship. Right. To like, them, there's a lot of people like you know? blowing up and just like like flying to the side and people a lot like, of dead cops. Yeah, a couple of dead cops. Grenade, you know, people blowing up and or like they throw grenades and they do like a backflip after you know the grenade goes off like. Did they actually die? That's up to interpretation, but we I counted as a death for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, you gotta you, you gotta think they got hit. They got killed. Yeah. One thing I wanted to revert back to was the knife. So the craftsman who made Arnold Schwarzenegger's knife made it for the movie, but it was used in several other movies. 
which is funny because we just watched the movie that was Roadhouse. Roadhouse. They used the same knife Damn. in Roadhouse. That Arnold Schwarzenegger uses. Oh, yeah. there was a ton of knife being pulled in that yeah. movie. So, so four years later. Uh, another movie that that same knife is used in is Predator. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger's in yeah, Predator. Okay. But yeah, it's yeah. been used in several of those are movies. All three of those are Joel Silver movies, the producer. So oh, maybe yeah. that has something to do with it then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting down at the table reading. He's like, I got a knife guy. Don't worry yeah. about it. He's probably, yeah. Yeah. How much, knife connection. How much do you guys think uh, it took to make the movie? Ooh, budget. I've yeah. got the stats. 1985. Uh, I'm gonna say that's like I don't know, 30 million. 15 million. Yeah, one. I have literally no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 million. Oh, that's close. Wow. That's close. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cheap. That's very yeah. cheap. Like, but and then you look at like the explosion scenes for like the battle scene, and I'm like, that is a cheap explosion. Like, they yeah, set up houses a bunch are cardboard. cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving on budget. Ten million. That, I think that's a pretty dang. What did it gross? Did you did you see what it gross? Uh, yeah, fifty-seven million. Is that is that domestic or international? International. Five international? Okay. What was it domestic? Did you, did you have notes? Thirty-five. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's a that's a good movie then. It was the yeah, yeah, it was the twenty-fifth highest-grossing movie <laughs> of the year. But it was it was uh, for rated R. I think it was in the top five. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, what were some of the other movies that, that came out in nineteen eighty-five? Yeah, they they kind of popular now. It was surpassed by Back to the Future. Um, right. That was number one. Rambo was number two, so Stallone won the battle Stallone that year. Battle, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Rambo had 150 that year. Wow. But is that Rambo two or is it Rambo, Rambo two? Okay. Um, yeah. In '85, but uh, Commando was better reviewed than Rambo two. So interesting. I would. I, I think I would agree with that. I think. I think Ram, Rambo one is a better movie than Commando, but Commando is a better movie than Rambo two. Rambo two. Yeah. Rambo I, kinda, I agree with that. Rambo two is just kind of nonsensical action. You can look to this, but I think. Commando does that better. Yeah, yeah. where, where yeah. Rambo, I think, is a f- fantastic, f- like the first Rambo, fantastic movie. Well, and, like if you look at Sylvester Stallone's his personality and like the kind of character he plays, yeah. it's more serious than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a re- he's I in my opinion he's funnier and more entertaining to watch yeah. than Stallone because he's not as serious. He's, right. When but like Stallone is best when he plays like the down on his luck kind of character. Like, yeah, the, the, the rock, underdog. Like, underdog struggling characters like Rocky, Rambo, like those. That's where he's the best. Yeah. Where like. Where like Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best when he's like the king, the fucking badass. Like he starts off better than everybody. He's kicking people's ass the entire time. You never really like feel like he's in any danger. Like you never feel that John Matrix is in any danger at all. <laughs> yeah, like, no. he's just fucking one versus fifty people. guys. He's absolutely running guys. through people. <laughs> Brennan, is it, have you seen many of Schwarzenegger's other movies? Is this is this I, a new experience for you? I think you? we've only watched Terminator One and Terminator Two. We watched mm-hmm. the first two Terminators, which he did like. But she she yeah. has a she has a bias against Arnold Schwarzenegger because of uh, I mean I don't necessarily I don't body? have anything against him well, I just think <laughs> that I think that like he in movies is not like I don't know like any movie with him in it is literally just like made so that it can be him as himself running around doing like totally shit. you know what I mean it's not like oh let's cast this actor that can mold to this character it's like they make the movie for him you know what i mean and yeah, he's, it's a, like, he's a movie star the movies right. are made around him right. yes um, yes so i don't have anything against him but i'm i'm saying like you just don't yeah. hold I, him in high regard were, were i don't you, know I, I don't necessarily not but what were you expecting tonight going in to this movie were, were you like su- surprised did it measure up to what you thought it was going to be or 
I kind of thought I would be able to like get into the story more, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I felt like this was basically Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty thin story. It wasn't. It, it's a very thin. It, story. This is more totally. like a string of action sequences without any character development. Exactly, which is not my cup of tea per se. Mm. So you know, like I like a story, but it definitely felt like, as you said, like. The story was just because, like, you kind of have to have a story for a movie. But really, the whole point of the movie was to have him, like, running around and, like, blowing shit up. Which I'm just like, okay, but why? <laughs> <laughs> but it was to save his daughter. That's huh. yeah, so, like, oh, as, okay. As, as, a, like, as a woman's perspective, like, as guys, like, I think we're all like, fuck yeah. Like, we all want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, saving the day, blowing yeah, shit being up. Being being the, the I was hooting and hollering at the TV. Right, like, <laughs> we, like as guys, we all like envision ourselves like we want to be Arnold, right? I feel like you all right. feel that way, right? Like, like, uh, no, like kind of imagining. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like imagining. No, like I want to be Arnold. I, 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 I know that that you want to be that, but that's not how I feel. Well, well, Chase is already. Chase. Three, so we got three out of four. I'll, I'll put yeah. it like this. If I had to do the same things that John Matrix had to do in this movie to save my daughter, I would do it. If I had to save my daughter, I would want to be Schwarzenegger. You know, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like you, like you want to be his character in the movie, like or what are you saying? Yeah, you never like like every guy fantasizes about saving the day, right? Like yeah, like being like, the hero. You know what I mean? If, being if, the hero of the story. If you had a daughter, would you want your your partner, the the father of your daughter, to be Schwarzenegger, where he has the skills <laughs> See, of I a don't know special because, forces? Colonel? Because I don't I don't know if it all boils down to like brute force. Like I feel like in the <laughs> real world. You gotta be smart. Hey, you know what hey, I mean, buddy. Can I have my daughter? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, hey, pal. You took my uh, this is my daughter over there. That's my daughter. If I could uh, have her back, that'd be great. <laughs> no, you want to come in? Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. No, you have to have Wait. somebody who can like stealth go in there. You need a little spy because like I don't care how chunky Arnold is. If there's like a million gajillion guys in the real world trying to shoot him, they're gonna get him. So you gotta get the spy who's like, I, I'm, I don't even like need to deal with all that shit because uh, I'm smarter so than you're you. So you're saying like you need more of like a so Tom Cruise or James exactly. Bond kind of character, like exactly. a Jason Bourne type deal. Exactly. See, Jason Bourne. That's true, but this isn't a reality based movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I, I've come to that conclusion. But but, but, but what, what I was getting at is like the perspective of us watching the movie like as guys were like hope like shit like i want to be arnold you, you want to like be in that role so i'm wondering like as a wo like a woman what is your perspective on the movie sounds like general? she just gave it to us <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah. no you didn't <laughs> should we do the ratings I now i didn't dis i didn't like dislike it but like i i was like okay i get it you're blowing shit up well, like get on with it that's i guess that's why it's like your father's favorite movies because we were having this debate when some of us wanted to watch Mummy and other people were like, that's not your father's favorite movies. That's a family movie. It's a family action movie, but what we're going for is movies just made for, it's a dude's movie for dudes. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, Which is why it only made 30 mil in the box office or whatever, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's 35, yeah. It probably didn't appeal to the female audience very much. Well, just because yeah. it's the dudes going in to watch this yeah. movie. You know. Macho blow it up movies. You, Whereas everybody goes to see Back to yeah. the Future. Right, and you, you say, yeah, Back to the Future, that's a family Oh, that's a great movie. family, yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. It's a PG-13 movie, movie, too. Back, back to the Future yeah. is a better overall movie probably than Commando, like, as far as... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, for sure. Like, but that's, that's a family. This is a fucking just action movie. It, someone up. was talking about the, the difference between men and women in the way they watch porn. 
and that kind of reminds me of this movie. It's like guys don't need a reason why they're fucking. They just want that's what they want to see. It's like for the action, like you don't need like a strong plot no, to watch to enjoy yeah, those right, scenes. Right, right. Where, where Bryn wants like, where like it brings like, oh, I wish yeah. I was more story that I could like be connected to here, yeah. like care about that. I'm like, yeah, just fucking blow it up, dude. Yeah. Some shit. Yeah, I, I've, so I've never seen the movie either. Uh, I've only ever like seen random clips on YouTube and Schwarzenegger highlights reels. You know? <laughs> yeah. All the one-liners. Uh, and I gotta say, I always thought, based on the one-liners that I've seen, I always thought the Commando was just like this garbage movie with just horrible dialogue all the way throughout. So yeah. that's what my, that's where my expectations were set. So I thought it was actually much better than that. Should we do the the ratings now? Since we're getting yeah, into, I think we're just about getting into it. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. Uh, so, so the way it works is we've got our like critical rating, rating, which is sort of like, you know, what would like a Hollywood critic say about this movie? What would Brent like, say like, about this movie? You know, oh, one to God. ten. <laughs> and then, uh, then there's a second rating that's like your enjoyment factor. Like, how fun was this movie? Is this like, uh, you know, something that excites you, or is, or is it a total dud sleeper of a movie? You know? Yeah. Um, so I can, I can kick it off, I yeah. suppose. Um, I haven't actually really thought about it. I've been kind of moving a lot back and forth about what I want to... So I think critically, I mean, I'm having trouble getting it higher than a four. Uh, but I think I'll give it a five just because it was better than my, my expectations. Uh, and then as far as enjoyment factor, I'd say it's like a seven. Okay. What? All right, Dakota. Yeah. Um. So, like, critically, I'd probably give it like, and and this is in the context of the '80s, right? Like, all these movies. Uh, I'm, I'm I think you can do it in the context of like m- just movies of all time. Movies in general, because because in previous podcasts I've just been comparing it kind of like to the time period it's in, right? Like, but w- this is a fresh generational perspective. Um. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, if, if I'm comparing it to all the movies ever made, it's it's probably like a, yeah, probably a five critically like it's 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 pretty cheesy it's pretty over the top the the plot line is pretty straightforward pretty basic um entertainment wise this is a nine and a half this, <laughs> is, this is just non-stop action non-stop i mean every other line is a one-liner that you can either laugh at or like there's a lot of parts you can cheer at the screen yeah, you, you can know. cheer at the screen um yeah absolutely i would i would say as far as as far as this podcast is concerned, your father's favorite movies, this has got to be in the top three. The wow. t- to, encapsulate, wow, to encapsulate what this podcast is about, which is about action, yeah, one-liners, big entertainment. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what this podcast is all about. Movies like like this. We'll watch later on. I mean, it's just, yeah, this, this is your father's favorite movie. This is what it's about. So I'd give it a, a nine and a half. Yeah. Strong right. case. Yeah, for sure. Well well said. Um, I Mine is close to yours. Um, I think that if we're looking at, like, movies in general, not, you know, like, of the time, but, like, just movies in general, critical, you know, plot, good acting, that kind of thing, I'd give it a four. Um, maybe, yeah, I, I'll just stay with a four. I was going to say maybe a three. <laughs> like, it's the character, it's, it's one of those movies where it's so bad it's good. Like, the plot is thin. The characters are not gr- are not good actors, but in terms of entertainment, I'm like right there with you, Dakota. It's like a nine point five for me. Nine point five. 
because I like what you said. We're laughing the whole time we're watching. I love every scene. I love every ridiculous cheesy one-liner. I love watching Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bennett be ridiculous. It's fun and entertaining. So I give it a nine and a half for entertainment. Yeah. Well, we've been waiting to do a Schwarzenegger movie for a while, yeah. and because uh, this is like like Dakota said, it's the epitome of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, but this is like critically, it's hard for me to rate this seriously just because the movie is not serious there is no character development i think arnold schwarzenegger sucks um as an actor in any, of his characters to change in one day there was yeah. you're right there was no character development at no all. he's yeah um so i i as a critic i it's i mean it's weird to i feel like i have to give it a three but i know the movie's not trying to be serious it's not trying to be a serious movie um, Entertainment-wise, I went in thinking I was going to give it a 7 because I had seen it before. I'd be like, yeah, I enjoyed it about a 7. But what I didn't realize is watching it with a group of people is so fun <laughs> because the whole it's just like so many action sequences are like just so ridiculous that when you're watching it with an audience, it enhances the experience. And to Dakota's point, yeah, this is like uh, so in line with the reason we're doing this podcast. I'm, I'm going to bump it up to a 9 for uh, uh, enjoyment. Wow. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Very curious to hear yours, Bryn. So uh, I, I agree with Kai in that it's hard to rate it seriously because I that was like clearly not the intention of the movie. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like if I'm rating it for like what they intended for it to do, like whatever, they I think they accomplished what they were trying to do. But yeah, looking at it as you know compared to other movies not great so i'm gonna also give it a three i would want to give it like a one but i can acknowledge <laughs> you, you can i'm if not you going want. to because i can acknowledge that there is an audience for it you guys and <laughs> <laughs> clearly you know it hit home um so i feel like that's where i would land there um entertainment wise this is I'm for like, your for your entertainment, this is not for my entertainment. Speaking for anyone okay, else. Okay, interesting. So I'm having trouble because I did not actively like dislike the movie. Like there are movies that I watch where I'm like, I hated that movie. Like I truly wish I could take those minutes of my life back <laughs> and unsee that. This was just kind of like there, you know? And I do feel like some of the one liners were funny and Stuff like that. So there was definitely, you know, some some fun moments and watching with the group was fun. Mm. So I'm kind of like between a one and a two, but I'll give it a two. I'll give Wait. it a two. Less for enjoyment than yes. your critical rating? Yes. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm just. Be, I, yeah. I got to re download some dating apps. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota's going to uh. dump Bryn. Yeah, I think after hearing arguments, I got to make some minor adjustments to my score. Uh, oh. I think I'm going to go four and seven and a half. Four and seven so and a half. So what did you have before? Uh, five and seven. Okay, okay so you went. But, uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted to give it a four, but I gave it a five just because it was better than my expectations. But the more I heard you guys, I was like, uh, yeah, no, it is a four. I mean, this, huh. this, this, yeah, this movie is not made. It's not good. The, the Academy It's not made for Oscars. It's made for entertainment. And I feel like yeah. it nails what it's going for. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. four out of ten people enjoy it. <laughs> and, and, like, this is our first Arnold movie they've done on the podcast, so I just want to... Hope like, there's more. 
I, oh, there's yeah. going to be more because Arnold, like I was saying this movie, but Arnold in general is what this podcast is all about. But this is a, a good one to start on because this is the one that cemented his action movie career. Because right. before then, like uh, one piece of research I wasn't able to cover is that um, the studio executives considered making his part mute because they didn't believe that the thick accented Australian bodybuilder could play off a leading man with like, you know, like in the modern day. So this he but he insisted on this role because he's like, this is a role John Wayne could play. It's not a robot. It's not a caveman. Um, And uh, from then on, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, you know, one of the biggest movie stars ever. That's amazing. So to me, Arnold Schwarzenegger—that's the coolest story in, in Hollywood history for me. Like, yeah, yeah, someone who's who was literally—he grew up in Austria. Like his his dad was a literal Nazi. Like that's not that's not like a joke or anything. Like his dad no, was yeah. an actual Nazi. Yeah. Right. He comes over here. He does. He, he was he in love with all, America. Yeah, he does all these bodybuilding competitions. He somehow gets in a movie and becomes one of probably the top ten most recognizable movie stars of all time. Yeah, and and it's in so many iconic movies. It became it a governor so for so long. Yeah, just, yeah. Just his story in general. Married just, a I, Kennedy. Like yeah. me watching the movies over the years. Every time I watch it, just gets more entertaining for me because like the shit that he accomplished is so insane to me. Absolutely, I'm in the same. But I'm a huge fan of him. Where yeah. his autobiography, and yeah. it's, uh, it's very inspiring. Um, there's a couple more um, facts about the movie that we haven't actually touched. They were gonna make Commando two. Oh yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They did in 2017. So yeah, but uh, uh, right after they made the original Commando, they were going to make Commando two, and Arnold Schwarzenegger turned it down. So the script writer no went chance. on. They went on. Yeah, no chance. And the script for Commando two became Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Oh, interesting. Also yeah. directed by Joel Silver. Yeah. So, so Die Hard produced. is literally a creation out of Commando. Commando. Led in and and created Die Hard. There was no Commando. There would be no Die Hard. And, and budget for Die Hard is it was bid at ten million. I think they ended up doing it for sixteen. But so right in the same wheelhouse. Crazy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And one other one that I think is really really funny. The original person that they had in mind for the character. Oh yeah. Instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gene Simmons from Kiss was wow. going to play the part. Yeah, that's who the, <laughs> the original script was written for Gene Simmons with the makeup on, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that would be freaking epic. If you guys had to recast, who would you throw in there? Oh, I can't imagine anyone oh. better. Like you, in in '85 or yeah, just in the in the in the context of the '80s, who would you recast? Oof, oh man, that's tough. So they they had to remake the script a little bit for Schwarzenegger. Well, right. the whole yeah, the whole script. They, so. I could see like Jason Momoa now Schwarzenegger. making that. Jason Momoa at three years old. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying yeah. like Jason Momoa is a full grown yeah, man. Reca- yeah, all right. So we'll do a recast in the 80s and recast now. I think. I think well, I wasn't Patrick alive. Swayze, I wasn't do you think he could 80s. pull this off? He mm. would probably be a little bit more of a sensitive I, character that you might actually like. Like in terms of like he yeah. could play the father figure a little he, better. He well, always plays that kind of mystical kind of thing too, so the, that doesn't really apply here. Chuck the, Norris. The reason Chuck totally. Norris maybe the reason yeah. this movie works is because Arnold Schwarzenegger as a character, as him playing the whole movie's over the top, so he just brings up the entire like ridiculousness yeah. of the movie because it's Schwarzenegger, like some guy that's, you know, the. Uh, Maybe Van Damme. We, we were talking about the rivalry before, but if I had to cast one person, it'd be Stallone first. Yeah. So I feel like Stallone okay. would be the ideal. They were like the only two actors in the same space at this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. That's that's a good point. 
When was Steven Seagal making his primary films in the 90s? Um, yeah, early 90s. Actually, I was thinking about Jackie Chan. They kind of use uh, uh, Schwarzenegger like Jackie Chan's action movies. Where he's doing all these crazy. That's one I wouldn't have thought of, but that's that's. He would have been good. Yeah, yeah, because they're I like. Lo- I love a good Jackie Chan yeah. movie. I I never really spent that much time looking into those. We should do a Jackie Chan movie has, for the podcast. He has in a, I mean, like Rush Hour, the most entertaining action sequences. There's so much creativity put into like to choreographing the the fight sequences with yeah, these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which w- there was a lot of that in this in this movie. Yeah. Like where they're using this huge muscular guy to like pick up phone booths and do these crazy things that you can only do with Schwarzenegger. I think they could have done something like that with Jackie Chan. So, I think well, you're right. That's good. Good call. Uh, well, yeah, um, this has been uh, your father's favorite movies podcast. Looking at uh, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I had a fantastic time watching. It's a, it's yeah. a great movie. I feel like if you want to become a United States citizen, you <laughs> have to watch. Brynn <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shaking her head. Yeah, here. and if you don't, if you don't, if you don't rate it a five, you should be deported. Brynn, Brynn. Yeah, Dakota and Brynn are breaking up we're after we up, after we end this podcast. Up live on the podcast. So check it out. Like and subscribe. <laughs> wow. We're gonna break up. Podcast tonight. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. <laughs> Until next fun. time.